Hello, we'd like to call to order the City of Circle Pines, Minnesota regular City Council meeting for January 23rd, 2024. Could we have a roll call, please? Dorner. Here. McChesney. Here. Goldberg. Here. Percy. Here. Rothalme. Here. Anton representing staff. Setting of the agenda. Um, we have, I think, to add to the agenda. Item F at the end of the agenda will be uh, boards and committee appointments. And then I'd also like to note that item seven, which is adjournment, we're actually going to adjourn to a work session, a short work session, and we're going to talk a little bit about Metro TV. And we'll, North Metro TV, we'll talk about that later. But so with those changes, anything else? Yep. Okay, so the agenda tonight includes comments from taxpayer comments, council member comments, mayor comments, committee reports from the Utility Commission, and from the Fire Steering Committee. Council business of a consent agenda with minutes from January 9th, general disbursements, police disbursements, fire disbursements, and licenses. Then we have resolution 2024-02, which is appointing the election judges for the general election on March 5th, 2024. Then we have update of city code 320, which is pet waste ordinance number 166. Item D is update for city code 1141, which is the salt storage ordinance 167. We then have an update to our personnel policy. Then we have the new item board and committee appointments and then adjourning to a work session. So that's our agenda for the evening. Um, first off, taxpayer comments. I don't see any taxpayers in the audience tonight. Um, next, council member comments. Any council member comments? Okay. Um, Mayor comments a few things. First, on January 17th, as is highlighted on the front page of the Quad Community Press, um, there was a State Senate bonding committee that came through and uh, met with us for the request for the Missing Link Trail. This is a trail that goes basically from Golden Lake School down by the creek and then comes back out over by um, Baldwin Park. Uh, the request is to the state legislature for their bonding bill. Um, the request is for $6.75 million. It's being handled by Anoka County. Um, and it's called the Missing Link because this trail, you know, it, it more or less goes from Minneapolis, kind of Minneapolis to Duluth, and then there's this three-quarters of a mile section that is um, not there. It's, it's, it comes through here. I'll just say real quick, and then I know a couple of my colleagues were at the gathering, so I want to call on them. Um, it was passed in the 2009 um, bonding bill, something the state legislature does basically every other year. It was passed in there, and unfortunately the whole bonding bill with all the different projects around the state um, was vetoed by then Governor Plenty. So it was passed, it was ready to go at I think two and a half million or something, yep. and then it fades away and just gone like that, which is a a clue in this business, right? You're never quite sure you got it until it shows up in the in the mail, the check or something. But so that disappeared, and now we've been fighting back, and so 2.5 million has become 6.75 million, um, and the legislature is considering it again. So uh, a couple of my colleagues were there. I don't know if you had any thoughts on the presentation or what your feelings are. Uh, really, I just wanted to. You mentioned the fact that this was passed in the bonding bill. This is something that we've been working on for the last 15 years. Uh, so this is not uh, something that just came up out of nowhere. We've known for a very long time uh, what needs to happen, uh, how much the need is for making it happen, um, and we definitely want to try to get it pushed across the finish line this time. Yeah. Anything else? Okay. So anyway, that was a very good meeting, and we thank the state senators and the staffs for 
for being there. It was a, again, it's an Oka County request and the Jeff Perry, the parks director was there, did a fine job of presenting uh, how this is gonna look and how this is gonna roll. So that was great. The same day then I left from there to go to North Metro Mayor's meeting. Um, we met in Brooklyn Center um, and uh, had a really interesting update on transportation projects across the state and how those could affect um, the North Metro area. Um, and then just some other kind of, of traditional business in the North Metro Mayors, so that was great. Next up, I wanted to mention on the 21st, Sunday the 21st, I went over and talked to a group at our Savior's Lutheran Church who wanted to hear about Kirkle Pines' environmental efforts. Um, they are reading a, doing a book club over there, reading a book about it, and they wanted sort of the local connection. So I went and told them a lot of the things that we covered in our April annual environmental report, Green Step Cities, you know, the idea of working on cleaning up the lake, the solar that might be coming someday to the roofs of the Public Works Building and the Police Department, um, kind of walked through some of our major hits, the iron enhanced sand filter. So sort of talked about that. And, uh, and of course, we will be doing the annual April update at our council meeting in April for how we're doing now this year, kind of a report. And then that'll go up on the website and people can kind of see that. So. Um, they were they were pretty impressed. I think you know you hear about all this stuff at the national level. They don't realize that you know we're trying to do a lot of things here at the local level too. Um, today we had interviews for our our board and commissions appointments. Um, I want to mention that also on uh, that the 75th anniversary of the city. The planning uh, continues on that. Nikki has agreed to be a, a part of our group, so we're appreciative of that. On the 5th of February, uh, there's two things going on. It's a police governing board that um, Nikki and I will be going to. And then also before that, there is at the city, uh, at the school district, and I mentioned this last time, the Braver Angels group is coming and doing a presentation there, which would really be great. And so that, I'll be there and then I'll come over to the police governing board. And then on uh, February 9th and 10th is the League of Minnesota City's elected officials training. Um, you probably saw it in the in the catalog or in the front page of the um, League of Cities magazine, 9th and 10th in Plymouth. I don't know if anybody else is going. I know I'm going to it, and, uh, and I'll be, bring back what I, what I learned. So that was the kind of activities I've been up to lately. Um, with that, we go to the Utilities Commission. All right. So, <clears throat> Mayor and Council, if I may, the Utility Commission met on the 17th, so last week. Uh, main topics were the budget. So Kate Manson, our finance director, gave the budget presentation, uh, which included an update to policy 12, which is the rate policy. So uh, changes to the rate policy you'll see uh, will be in the newsletter coming before you here next month. But the main changes were all to the monthly flat rates were adjusted. They were not adjusted last year when we looked at the distribution rates. So just small adjustments to the, the flat rates for uh, uh, the water rate was $9. It's going to go to $9.90. The sewer flat monthly rate will go from $12.50 to $13.75, and the storm sewer will go from $8 to $9 per month. So with this, um, you know, all the flat rate basically goes to cover all the repairs and replacements that have been made over the years. So all of the street projects that we've done the last 14 years, you know, we've done, you know, $15 million worth of uh, replacement on our mains. Um, <clears throat> uh, also, um, you know, it does cost, you know, it does pay for the, yeah, infrastructure up here at the buildings for liability insurance for billing expenses all that's baked into that fixed cost so not actually what the water costs it's actually what you know cost for the actual mains and repairs and replacement of those 
So with that, each resident should plan basically about a $3.15 increase per month to the utility rates. So, um, and, and those rates haven't been raised for quite a few years. Um, one thing that will actually help uh, and one thing we're recommending is uh, not increasing the garbage and recycling rates this year. Uh, we have a, a, a fund balance in that account right now that we should spend down, so that will help with the utility bills for all of our, our residents and our customers to not raise those rates, uh, raise the other water, sewer, and storm sewer rates, not touching any of the gas rates either. So that is uh, the Utility Commission did approve Policy 12, that those rate increases. So After going over those go into effect? Those will go into effect as of the first of the year. So, you know, the billing is always one month behind, so... When we do billing in February, it'll be for January's usage, so it'll be on there. Got it. Okay. Uh, and then also uh, policy 15 was updated, so that's the equal payment plan policy. And with that, what we used to do is we used to calculate your equal payment twice a year, so you could have some fluctuations with, uh, throughout the year. Um, now we're going to plan on doing it just once a year, so you don't get the, the wild swings of if you have a credit. It's really tough in the system to kind of understand um, you know, it'll drop people. Sometimes customers will go up as much as twenty to forty dollars, and then the next time when they when we calculate it, they'll drop twenty to forty dollars. So we just kind of want to smooth out the equal payments instead of doing it twice a year, doing it once a year, so we don't have wild swings in the, in the payments. And the utility commission did approve that as well. So I'd be happy to answer any questions you may have. Any questions? Okay, hearing none. Thank you very much. Next item is the fire steering committee. Uh, yeah, thank you. So the fire steering committee met last Thursday, January the 18th. So uh, a few things on the agenda. We got a recap of last year's uh, calls. So just speaking specifically of Circle Pines, uh, CFD responded to 402 calls here in Circle Pines, plus an additional 85 mutual aid calls, so about 500 calls total just from Station 1. Uh, vast majority were medical. They did fight 33 structure fires last year as well. So. Uh, doing a great job there. Uh, we got an update on the budget from 2023. We did go over budget by about $88,000, which they did expect just due to the increase in calls. Um, a lot of vehicle maintenance, for about $76,000 of that was vehicle maintenance. So um, that was anticipated, and that over should be covered by reserves. Got an update on staffing. Circle Pine Station 1 is staffed well right now with 15 Firefighters, um, there are also five recruits in the hopper right now who are in various stages of training and uh, getting ready to go to the academy for a few of them. So uh, looking good there for staffing. Um, Chief Fredka talked about a change in the call matrix. So with calls being elevated, they are working to reduce the number of non-emergency calls that the fire department responds to, bloody noses, cat in the tree kind of things. Um, this is going to align with what the SBM fire department does, and he expects a 30 to 40% call reduction. Um, for a lot of these calls, the police department will respond, and they will be in touch with the fire department. If they are needed, they will go out. But uh, the goal here is they're responding to a lot of like lift assists and things that are really non-emergencies, and uh, they're trying to cut back on rolling out these big trucks and all these firefighters to calls that really are not fire department-type calls. So... Uh, working a delicate balance there because we still want to make sure we're serving the community when those calls come in, but uh, but working a little closer with the police and dispatch to make sure there's value added to responding to those calls. Um, got an update on equipment. Uh, so we did authorize late last year the purchase of a, a new used fire engine. So that um, will hopefully be here 
maybe this year, early 2025. Uh, I'm not sure if it's just... Just new. Just new. Just kidding. That's right. We're doing the uh, spec. That's right. So uh, a new fire engine coming soon. So more to come on that. And then we did talk about uh, retiring the reserve engine out of station three. Uh, probably wouldn't get a ton for it, but uh, it was only used in five calls last year. Um, and we serviced, uh, it was like $30,000, $27,000 in maintenance for a truck that responded to, five, I think it was five calls, and I think two of them were parades. So um, looking at uh, selling that vehicle at some point. Uh, they updated their sick and safe pay. Uh, uh, personnel policy to align with the new sick and safe pay law that passed. It went into effect in January. And <coughs> that's what I got. Those are the highlights. Matt, anything you got that I uh, uh, just really a minutia. We had uh, the auditor engagement letter, oh, right? AR, yep. which uh, is the same auditor that we use here uh, with the city, and so we're going to re-up with them again for next year. And, um, and we had a new member from uh, Centerville, uh, Terry Sweeney. He is uh, taking one of their two positions. He's a former firefighter, so he's going to bring a lot of experience to that role, and I think that's going to work out really well. Uh, but um, other, aside from that, yeah, you covered everything. And I just want to mention that Chief Ripka came to the retiree uh, breakfast. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a retiree, Circle Pines <coughs> uh, Fire Department retiree breakfast every Saturday morning, first Saturday of every month. Um, and he came and presented um, and did just a great job. I mean, he's such a good communicator, connected with those retirees, um, talked to them about, you know, what's going on at the fire department and the challenges that every fire department faces nowadays and how it's changed. And, and all that. And I just thought he did a great job. Mm -hmm. So, probably it was one more thing worth mentioning. Probably one of the more important things is that our contract with uh, Spring Lake Lane, Mountview, is done at the end of the year officially. So, we are working on uh, you know the early stages of uh, extending, hopefully, extending the contract and, and seeing what the partnership is going to look like in the future. So, more to come on that, but uh, but lots of discussion on that during our work session. <laughs> My question is to you two in particular, or maybe you three, because you've all been very involved in fire. Seems to me like that has worked well. That was a good idea, and we've benefited from it, and the hope would be that we would continue it. Is that kind of your, everybody's view? Yeah, the upshot of it from the, the meeting, I think everyone was in alignment on this, was that um, we do need to continue our relationship with SPM. But we don't, we don't want it to simply extend out and keep doing what we have been doing. We want to look for opportunities to uh, integrate in, in other ways. Um, so that's why it's going to take some time to go through this because it won't just be a matter of saying, okay, let's take the same contract and sign it. Let's figure out how is this going to work not only over the next three years but the next five to ten years. Where can we start seeing these synergies? What kind of um, uh, updates do we need to put into that agreement to make sure that those things happen, that they happen in a, a way that makes sense? for us and for SBM, and that everybody uh, understands that we can work together on this. So it's going to take some time to develop that, but uh, I think we're all on one of, on one mind when it comes to that. So, um, Question about the shifting of calls from fire to police. Um, so what does that do to our bottom line? Because you're reducing calls from fire, but you're adding them to police. Well, police would be going to those calls anyway. <laughs> right. They'd be, fir they'd be first on the scene, and typically what would happen is they'd call for uh, assistance for backup. Uh, when In reality, it's not a call for the fire department. It's more of a call for the ambulance to be there. So that's really where the, the problem's coming in is 
yeah, there's there's a huge issue in the uh, paramedic services right now, the ambulance services, that there's just not enough. So those low-level, you know, nosebleeds, you know, a catheter comes out. The fire department can't do anything on those calls. Right. They're going to go there and sit there and talk to you. So they're they're there for the you know the calls that are the the cardiac arrest the the ones that can make a difference on. So the answer is the police are there anyway. The police are there, so anyway. their their and calls they're will not go off. Yep. It's yeah. So basically, the police are going to have right now today. The police show up, and then the fire department. Sometimes fire departments there before the police even. So they're they're both showing up to all these calls. Yeah. Now for these new category of calls, yeah. the police will still show up just like they have been, and then it'll, they'll have discretion. Yeah. They'll say, okay, this is something which is does not require firefighter intervention. We'll take care of this. We'll make sure that everything happens. Or they might look at it and say, oh, this is way worse than was reported. I'm going to get the fire department yep, right. more. And then they'll, they'll be able to summon them out there. Okay. Okay. It sounds like good, good, like good teamwork, right? I, I think it makes a lot of sense, yeah. It's, uh, it's something that's overdue, and um, it's going to save us money, and okay. it's going to help with firefighter morale, too, because <coughs> we're going to be able to go to things that are important. People right. are having heart attacks. People's houses are burning down. That's where we want them, right? Yeah, at those events, right? Um, time is life in a heart attack, so mm -hmm. that changes that dynamic. Mm -hmm. They'll be going on all those calls. Yeah, all the high priority medicals, you know, heart attack, strokes, car accidents. I mean, those do are they all. Get, when the bell rings, do they know that? Yep. That it's uh, that level priority. Yep. Just have oh, calls. Yeah, okay. they, they code it out. Okay. Certain yeah. So the dispatch will know this person's having trouble breathing. Okay, yeah. the fire department's going to go no matter right. what. Right. But if the call is, well, I, I, I fell, fell out of my chair, right. I need help getting back in, they, then that's a different code. Right. It's just the police who will respond Got to it. that. Got it. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Great. Great. Okay. Anything else on fire? Anybody? Okay. Nothing. We'll go on to the uh, council business tonight. They have a consent agenda with the minutes from January 9th, general disbursements, police disbursements, <coughs> fire disbursements, and licenses. Would anybody like to make a motion for that? I'll make that motion. I'll second. We have a motion and we have a second. Any discussion or any questions? Hearing none, all in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Motion passes. Next item is resolution 2024-02, appointing election judges. Mayor Council, if I may, before you tonight is the resolution for the uh, election that's coming up uh, on March 5th, 2024. So we have election judges for both Precinct 1 and Precinct 2 before you, and the recommendation would be approved resolution 2024-02, appointing election judges for the general election to be held on March 5th, 2024. Can I just ask a question I uh, read today in the quad that uh, sounds like certain cities are having trouble finding judges. Are we having any issues? You know, I, I think Chandra's done an excellent job cultivating her uh, election judge base. So um, she hasn't said anything to me, but I will ask. To I'm guessing, you know, it's, it's probably hard. I mean, you, you definitely are you know, looking back throughout the years. There are a couple names that I'm not seeing on these lists that I would usually see. You know, like yeah. one Steve McChesney would be on here every year, but yeah. obviously can't now. But you know, so I, I anecdotally. Probably, but I'd have to check with Chandra for sure. I mean, I assume the primaries, you're, you're going to need fewer people with the general election and presidential year. Yeah. I mean, Chandra knows what she needs. I was just curious. Yeah. We were having that problem too. So, okay. Thank you. Yeah, I, I do think it's a good sign that I do recognize a lot of these names on here. These are people, many of whom have been here for several election cycles. So we've got a lot of deep experience there. Mm -hmm. um, and that's encouraging, uh, one, just to have that experience, and two, that they're willing to come back and do it year after year. I think that shows that we're doing something right. 
Well, and in general, um, the caucuses for both parties are coming up in February, and that's a place where they ask people to sign up to do that. Yep. So hopefully it's a rich year to recruit people to do that. Okay, so we have this uh, resolution 2024-02. Anybody like to make a motion to approve it? I'll make the motion. Second. We have a motion and we have a second. Motion by Nikki, second by Steve. Any other discussion? <coughs> none. All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Motion passes. Next item up, we're going to do some city code work here, updating our city codes. I, number 320 is for the Pest Waste Ordinance 166. So, Mayor Council, before you tonight, uh, is an update to our city code. So, 320.01, uh, dogs and other animals. So, this update is uh, all regarding our uh, MS4 permit, which is our, our storm and uh, uh, sewer permit for water going into our water bodies like Golden Lake, Baldwin, 5362, all that. Um, the MPCA is doing audits of uh, our MS4 permits, and part of that audit is to look at your city code to make sure you have your ordinances up to date. And one of them is regarding this pet waste, and you can see the red line in the uh, in the packet. The red, all the red text is the updates to our current uh, code. So it talks about proper disposal, and it defines what immediately is, what waste is, and then uh, it does uh, talk, talk about an unlawful act to not pick up after your animal. So that's generally what this ordinance is is for: is if you're walking your your dog in the city park and it goes to the bathroom, pick up after it. So. Mm -hmm. So it's really what we already do. Correct. It's just kind of updating the language. To make sure we're compliant with our MS4 permit, which will get audited by the MPCA at some point. Because okay. our neighboring cities have all gone through the audit and they ensure that we have this in our city code. Okay. Any questions or thoughts on that? Okay. Anybody want to make and, a motion? And oh, before that, so, uh, you know, you can, um, so this does take, it is an, is a res, is an ordinance update, so... It does require two readings. Uh, if you'd like, you could uh, uh, skip the second reading and order short form publication. Okay. So, would anybody like to make a motion to update City Code 320 with the um, ordinance number 166 here? Uh, an order public, uh, skip this, uh, waive the second hearing and order publication? I would like to make the motion to um, approve the changes to the ordinance and to waive the second reading and move to the Publication. I'll second that motion. I don't see anything in here which I think is controversial. So I'm that'll be summary publication. Maybe. Yep, summary publication. Yep. Okay. We have a motion and a second to waive the to approve it. Waive the second hearing and go to summary publication. All those in favor, say aye. 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 Opposed. Motion passes. Okay. Next item is uh, City Code One One Four One, which is the Salt Storage Ordinance One Six Seven. Yes, so Mayor Council of May, so before you tonight, very similar to the dog waste, this is all about our salt storage at commercial, industrial, and institutional facilities. So this is also recommended by our waste water resource consultants from WSB in regards to our MS4 permit, which will be audited by the MPCA. So this just talks about how we store our salt at our salt storage facility, which is at our public workshop. Talks about anti-icing and de-icing materials, general provisions on how you store it, the facility siting, uh, everything else, snow piles, transfer materials, um, all san standard stuff that uh, we need, we're doing already, and we're just codifying that we're already doing these things. So the recommendation would be to 
pass the uh, the ordinance update, and then you know, once again you can waive the second reading and order summary publication if you would like. So this is something we don't have currently. No, it's all, it's all red. Yep. So, but this is something we need. And what you're saying is, this is stuff we're already doing. We're already doing. So it's not yep. going to have extra cost to us. Nope. It's already best practices. The staff, the crew, they're all yep. fine with this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Any questions on this? Okay. Would anybody like to make an order, a motion uh, uh, for salt storage ordinance number 167 and waive second reading and go to summary publication? I'll make that motion. Okay. Second. We have a motion and we have a second. Any other discussion? Hearing none, all in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Motion passes. Next item up <laughs> is personnel policy changes. All right, Mayor and Council, I may. So before you tonight, we have three proposed changes to the personnel policy. The first one is on page 25 in the packet, and that was a change to add a language addressing artificial intelligence. So artificial AI is becoming more a part of our, our day-to-day world, and this language is to make sure that only public information is used uh, in the AI uh, format. So uh, this is for the, the city's personnel policy. This is for city personnel, so city personnel should only be using public information, so not putting any private data that they may have access to into an AI software. That's what the first change is. The second change is uh, to annual leave. So as part of the labor negotiations with the union, an additional day was added to each block of years of service. So now our personnel policy will reflect that change to the non-union employees, so this covers everyone. And the third is the earned safe and sick time, which we talked about a little bit ago. Steve talked about uh, we have updated this at the fire department. We have, we're going to be updating this at the police department here shortly, uh, but this is the law that went into effect January 1st. That reflects uh, you know, any employee that works at least 80 hours in a year will receive one hour of earned safe and sick time for every 30 hours worked. So this won't affect any of our full-time employees, but it will affect our part-time employees, so our summer seasonals, you know, our, our folks that are mowing our, our grass, our parks, our folks working down at concession stands, and potentially with you know, having three elections this year, we could have some, some election workers that could hit the 80-hour uh, the mark uh, with the early voting and all that. So those are the groups that this is targeting because everyone else is, has, um, is, is basically exempt from this uh, this new law. So I'd be happy to answer any questions you may have. Anybody have any questions, Dean? One question. Um, I'm just curious. So the part-time workers who get an hour for every 30 hours yeah. worked, if they don't use that, do they get that as pay at the end of it? Correct. Okay. And what they'll... What will probably happen is, you know, they'll use it their, their last day if they have, you know, three hours on the books. Hey, guess what? You're done three hours early. You know, that's probably what's going to happen. They'll just get paid out for that earned savings. Because you could take it for virtually any reason. Do you know approximately how many hours a summer worker works per week? You know, they're working 40-hour weeks. So, I mean, so it's going to be, crew, crew, I mean, it's going to be probably 12, 20, 12 to 20 hours of, of time e, of ESST. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it's roughly 10 to 12 weeks. Yeah. Or 12 weeks. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Any other questions on this? Okay. So we're looking for a motion um, to approve these changes to the personnel <coughs> policy. You may want to make that motion. I'll make the motion. I'll second it. Okay, we have a motion and we have a second. Any other discussion? None. All in favor say aye. 
Aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion passes. Next item up is item F, the board and committee appointments. As I mentioned earlier, we did have people come in and uh, apply to be on the park board and the utility commission have openings this year. And we had people come in and apply with an interview and uh, they all did great. And so glad <coughs> to have um, members of our community that want to step up and help and, and make this a better place. So um, with that, I don't know if anybody wants to, you know, make a motion on the um, ideas for appointments to the boards and committees. Well, um, I'll make a motion. I thought we um, had excellent people come in again this year and was very impressed with the uh, knowledge that they presented and the answers that they had for our questions. Uh, based on what we were seeing through those interviews, I would uh, make a proposal for all three appointments, uh, one, one single resolution here. Um, the first one would be to uh, appoint Curtis Tice to the Utilities Commission. And for the Park Board, I'd propose that we uh, appoint uh, Sadegansky. And for the second position, add Megan Bachmeyer. Both of them on the Park Board. Okay. I'll second that motion. Okay. We have a motion and we have a second. Any other discussion? You know, just a comment. All the candidates were excellent. Yeah. And it's always it's really tough to, to pick people. And um, we have some great people in our city, and I appreciate all of their participation in this. Yeah. Yeah. Something and those that have been on Park Board and Commission, their continued work on that. Yeah. Good points. Good points. Any other discussion? We have a motion to second. All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Motion passes. Um, last item is adjournment, and tonight we're adjourning to a work session, and the topic is... North Metro TV. North Metro TV. Okay, so we're going to talk a little bit about that. That's bringing the TVs to you, show to you tonight. Uh, anybody want to make a motion to adjourn to a work session? I'll make the motion to adjourn. I'll second. Motion by Nikki, second by Matt. All in favor say aye. 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 All opposed? Motion passes. Good night.